Well, the Catholic thing is to not eat meat the night before a feast day or holiday. Mm -hmm. So they suffer by eating seven fishes. Suffer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop on the seventh crab leg. How about that? That would work. That would work. Yeah. We've been going to a lot of holiday pop-up bars around the city. Which ones, what What was your favorite that you've been to so far? Three standouts for me on the list. And there, once again, there's like, there's over, there's at least 20 by now. In the I'm Josh Duke. And I'm Alex Darris. And you're either listening to or watching Dine Drink Glee, the podcast, where we're going to be joined by Cleveland.com's best and brightest food experts, insiders, and influencers, talking all things food and drink in the Cleveland scene. Yeah, and today, um, as you can see, it's the holidays, so we're going to be talking about all things holiday in Cleveland. There's a lot of fun holiday bars, traditions, food, wine, everything good that we love about this time of year. So plenty, plenty to discuss today. Um, I think first we're going to talk a little bit about wine and, and sparkling wine and pairing wine with Mark Lona from Cleveland.com. And hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Alex. Welcome. Yeah. So I feel like this time of year, we're all drinking a lot of wine, especially <laughs> at, at dinner parties and stuff like that. So do you have any tips for um, drinking wine and pairing wine with holiday dishes this season. Yeah, I really do. There's a, a few things to keep in mind. Uh, sparkling wine, champagne, uh, wonderful. It's wonderful throughout the year. Americans have this habit of, I think we always think of it as you only pop the cork for a festive occasion. Wrong. Uh, sparkling wine goes very, very well with, with food. You can have it throughout the year. Part of that is a marketing effort on the part of the people who make sparkling wine, but it really is true. Uh, one of the best things you can have, if you have a cream-based dish, kind of a heavier dish, and we all kind of overindulge sometimes with, with meals during the holidays, sparkling wine champagne, uh, absolutely perfect to kind of cut through that. Uh, it goes very well with shellfish as well. I have a friend who she and her husband, every Sunday is date night at home, sushi and champagne. Oh, I love and, that. And that is, it just sounds good. It really is. <laughs> it sure and, does. and by the way, champagne is called champagne when it's from a specific region in France, but you can make it in the same way anywhere in the world and you call it sparkling wine because nobody wants to tick off the French, but really it, if you make it in the same style, that's what it is. But if you do see champagne on a label, that means it has come from a specific region in, in France. But champagnes, sparkling wines are really from, from all over the world. Mm -hmm. I really think that they're great as a, as a starter. Some people suggest them with desserts. I like them as a starter as well as festive occasions. Um, but also wines go with a lot of different meals as well. Yeah. Is there anything that you would not suggest to pair around the holiday season with the kind of flavors and deep, rich foods that we're eating this time of year? Yeah. There's a few I would suggest to pair with and a few I would suggest, um, to, to really avoid. Um, so, so this year, I mean, holiday meals, you can have a lot of different wines that go with a lot of the different dishes on your plate. One of the tougher ones, but I think it's kind of interesting is ham because ham is tough because some people actually suggest a sweet wine because it would pair with maybe a sweet glaze on yeah. the ham. I really think a, a French red uh, kind of a lighter style red would match pretty well with ham. Ham, you don't want to overpower either one. You, you kind of want to match the flavors a little bit. Yeah. So I, I really like that. I love a good starter and also a very versatile food wine is a dry rosé. 
If you see a rose, and rosés, by the way, there are dozens and dozens. The marketing push on them in the last few years has been, you know, rosé all day. Well, that's another one you kind of think of in the summer, too. Exactly. Yeah. But it really is good all year round. And if you see the word province on a label, that is from a specific region of France. They make very affordable, very dry, and very tasty rosés. That is a great one to have, which would go with, I think, a lot of dishes on the on the Christmas table, the holiday table. And it's also a very festive color. You know, you yeah. can get various shades of, of red. I think for desserts, you can enjoy um, an ice wine goes really well with Christmas cookies. Mm -hmm. um, cheesecake uh, is is also another one that I, I think you can have a sparkling wine with yeah, that. Yeah, that would make sense. The rich cheesiness. But to answer your question, Alex, there are a couple wines I probably would stay away from um, if you're having kind of a traditional feast. Zinfandel, and I'm talking red, which is the grape. White Zinfandel is just a kind of a made-up term. It's just a sweet, simple wine. Mm -hmm. uh, but Zinfandel comes in a lot of different layers, and it often can be very jammy. I think that can overpower a lot of the flavors on, on the table. That's more of a barbecue pizza burgers type of wine. Yeah. Uh, with Maybe something with a lot of ketchup. I mean, that, that'll stand up with all of that. I would probably avoid that. I would avoid, there's this craze of bourbon barrel aged wines. Some are okay. Yeah. Some are, I think, to me, even overwhelming as a standalone. I think that is just a bit too much with with most of the dishes. And I think one food, if you have asparagus as your vegetable, that is very difficult to pair with wine. The only varietal, really? yeah, because it's so it's so pungent, it's so sharp, and and it really has such a strong flavor in your mouth. It can really overpower wines. It can kind of ruin the wine almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc is probably the only varietal I would suggest that would stand up to that. It's acidic. It's white. It's not bad. Um, so those would be those would be my my wine suggestions and and a couple varietals to avoid. To avoid. Gotcha. So um, you talked a little bit about uh, sparkling wines and how you can kind of technically make champagne anywhere here at home and and whatever. So like for somebody who's just like kind of trying to get started and trying to like understand uh, their you know the wine, I'm sorry, the sparkling wine flavors that's available to them and start beginning the process to pair them with foods and stuff. Where do you think that people should start? That is a great question. And it's funny because a story I like to do every time this year is kind of explaining things on the label of wines, especially when it comes to sparkling wines. So a couple things to look for. If you see Prosecco, that's Italian, that's light, it's fruity, it's not very complex, it's delicious. It makes, for any of us who have ever had a mimosa, that is usually what restaurants choose. They choose because wow. it, it's a lower end. It's a cheaper product, but it is good standalone. It's great as a mixer in a lot of different ways. The other word, and this is almost still kind of an under the radar secret. If you ever see the word cava, that is sparkling wine from Spain. It is by far the, it, it, the quality is amazing. It's delicious. It's crisp. It's not overwhelming. It's an easy drinking wine. It is also the most affordable wines that are on the market. So those two uh, would be two quick tips I'd have in terms of very affordable and easy to find uh, sparkling wines on the market. And I'm guessing there, like, there's going to be a lot of wine tastings around the area that you could probably look forward to that are maybe festive oriented for the holidays. Is that right? Yeah, Mark's the the expert on that. But <laughs> yeah, I love seeing, and we're seeing more and more of this coming out of the. We're in the post pandemic era. I'm seeing way more uh, dinners tastings. Almost all of them pair a, a, a short pour with a different dish. I love it when there's somewhat of a theme mm -hmm. because if you can have five different sparklers or five different Chardonnays or five different wines from, from Italy, 
you can really start understanding the different flavors within, and then you can pick your favorites. And I think that's just a fun educational lesson. So when you go to the grocery store, which is extraordinarily overwhelming in the in the mm-hmm. wine department, yeah. you, you could be, a, I mean, we can get into the weeds on this and other things on the labels, but I mean, it's, that's, it's a good, trying wine is really the best way to understand it. There's lots of good books you can read, you can understand. Some are very approachable. I don't like the stuffy books that mm-hmm. are 500 pages long. But if, you know, if you just go and try a few and, you know, keep notes in your own way, you can really start to understand wine a lot more. Gotcha. So kind of wine adjacent, but not exactly. Mark brought a little treat. We have um, the Cleveland Glog here. Um, would you like to explain a little bit about what this is? <laughs> yeah, th- this was a fun one. Uh, so Cleveland Glog is a, uh, this is a mold wine. It's spiced wine. You would make this by basically heating it up. Uh, it, it is a tawny port based. So it's port wine is the base. And it is an after, I like it as an after dinner type of sipper or just sitting around. I mean, you would have this really in a mug, in a, in a coffee yeah. cup or a nice kind of a glass mug would be the elegant way to pour it. It's made from the folks at the Rustic Grill at Stonewater uh, over in Highland Heights. Now, that place is run by the Nita sisters. They're a wonderful trio, Catherine, Whitney and Lindsay. They do a wonderful job. They created this three years ago. They make it, they market it, they sell it. They've done a great job with it. I think it's $29 a bottle. They also sell it in the restaurant by the glass. It is loaded with spices. I think they've, um, the other thing is it's not, don't be afraid of the alcohol because it's only 16%. Oh, That is around what a California Cabernet is. Yeah. I mean, those are usually well over 15, um, which is a term in the wine industry is called hot when it's, when it's got that much alcohol at that level. But it's just a nice little sipper. And I kind of consider this a spicy, seasonal, and special drink. And I consider it the wine version of Christmas ale. Yeah. So it's no, something that's a little awesome. different. Interesting. So would you mix this with anything? No, no. I, I would not. <laughs> I'd, I'd follow the directions, heat yeah. it up, and enjoy would it. Would you ever drink it not heated up? That'd be kind of weird. Oh, I think nice. it would be. Yeah. It'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I would, I'll stick to, it's a, it's a hot time. Yeah, it's like a hot, yeah. No, that, that sounds perfect for a, a cold winter night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Mark. You taught us a lot about sparkling wine, and yeah. I think Josh is going to be looking at the Giant Eagle wine section a little oh, differently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I won't be as lost this time. <laughs> That's good. Great. Okay, and now we're joined with Paris Wolf of Cleveland.com's food and dining team, and we're going to be talking about Holiday traditions. I feel like there's so many traditions this time of year. And one that I know Paris um, personally loves to do is the Feast of the Seven Fishes. So can you tell us a little bit about what is that all about? Well, it's actually an Italian-American tradition that started probably because Southern Italians, when they moved here in the late 19th, early 20th century, um, brought some of their traditions and decided that, well, the Catholic thing is to not eat meat the night before a feast day or mm. holiday mm-hmm. so they suffer by eating seven fishes like suffer yeah. <laughs> so um it's something that i learned from my actually from my in-laws um but we would have seven fishes the night before christmas um cod fritters smelts stuffed calamari eel anchovy pasta um just a number of different things um shrimp and no meat at all in no any meat. of it. No meat. Interesting. Why is there seven? Do you know the significance of the number seven? There, it's still unknown. Seven days of the week, seven um, 
sacrament. Oh, there's a lot seven. of lore with yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And it doesn't matter what fish. You just have to eat seven. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, there's typical things like the eel is supposed to be eaten and the um, schmaltz, maybe the cod. But other than that, I think it kind of varies on people's taste and what they like to cook. Yeah. Interesting. I know for me, I like I love some shrimp. I love some lobster. So I guess for myself, if seven fishes, I could just eat shrimp and lobster. Or do you yeah. have to have a seven or can it just well, be you're one? supposed to have a bite of all seven, right? All seven. You are. But in our family, that's never been True. Nobody likes the eel. I was going to say, but you ate... You ate. I did. I would eat all seven. I'll stop on the seventh crab leg. How about that? <laughs> that would work. That would work. Yeah. No, that Absolutely. Does, it does sound like... I would love to do that because sometimes I get sick of like... What kind of going into too, like the Thanksgiving and Christmas, the menus can be very similar. And very meat heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to have a switch. Like, what do you... What do you do for Christmas, Josh? Is your food the same as Thanksgiving or? Oh, well, yeah, for me, it's like I cannot say that there's a noticeable difference historically of my Thanksgiving or Christmas meals. Like it's mostly the same stuff. You have ham, turkey, uh, chicken. You have, I know maybe you guys, I don't know, but macaroni is a, mm-hmm. mac and cheese is a big uh, point for us. You got the yams. Like it really, to me, I, I struggle to like find the difference between a Thanksgiving meal and a Christmas meal. That's just me. It's probably the same for us. We have turkey for Thanksgiving. We just add a ham for Christmas. Same thing, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. See, my family, we usually do something totally different. Well, we're also Puerto Rican, so we'll make a prednil, which is like a roast pork um, or like you roast a pig or something like that. Um, I also know in the past we've done like the, um, what's it even called? Prime rib. Like a prime Mm -hmm. rib is big on Christmas. Right, right. But I like when people kind of do the different stuff. Because sometimes it's like Thanksgiving food. You eat it one time a year. It's special. Not going to change my parents' mind. Do you eat stuffing on Christmas? Mm. Yep. Is there one menu item at all that it's like should go on one and not the other? Stuffing. Stuffing? Really? That doesn't seem like a Christmas food to me at all. It's more of a Thanksgiving food, but I definitely could see like the warmth and the you know the fulfillingness of stuffing, like like sweet potato casserole. I would never really make that for Christmas. Sweet potatoes, sweet potato casserole. Well, I don't know. Now that you mentioned it, I don't think you should probably eat like pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie for Christmas. No, okay, I agree. No, that'd be kind of weird. I'll vote for that one. I'm with you, Josh. Well, I think a turkey is weird. No, I think a turkey on Christmas is weird. I don't think. Well, I also know because in my family too, Christmas Eve is like a way bigger thing. So Christmas Day, I've done like the go to a Chinese restaurant or whatever. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. just so Mm -hmm. not a big thing. Um, But I know, like, I have friends who do like their family cooks crab legs. Like they're not, and they're not doing the seven fishes thing. It's just like that's their Christmas dinner, and I'm like, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Do you like the Thanksgiving twice? Mm, you that's, guys. A good, that's a good point I, I yeah do you like eating it twice? no pers- I would, oh, go ahead. yeah personally no because like it's not just thanksgiving day when you're eating that right you you eat those leftovers for like the next seven days after that yeah. you know so then like I'm so- you only have like a couple of weeks and then oh here we go we're eating exactly the same thing i'm sure somebody might still have thanksgiving leftovers in the fridge <laughs> right now or freezer hopefully not but you know maybe you do but yeah, so it I, I called I me out. I need to go clean my fridge out. <laughs> I agree with Josh. One of my friends depends on how many people they're having if they do the seafood thing for Christmas Day. You know, so crab legs, people. Crab legs for four, yeah, but not for 16. Well, yeah. No, then you get a ham. 
Yeah. Or something. <laughs> and and a turkey. Well, wait, what about another thing? Cranberry sauce? Do you eat cranberry sauce on Christmas? If you're having turkey. You guys are weird. I know <laughs> one thing that I have done in the past, and normally around Christmas, there's a lot of potlucks, you know? Um, so everybody brings whatever. And one thing that I traditionally like to do is make some chicken Alfredo. So actually, that is one little like side tradition I kind of personally yeah. have is I do chicken Alfredo a lot no, on Christmas. I, and I feel like Christmas to me is a much more appetizer heavy holiday. Yes. Like I like the shrimp cocktails, the meatball, the meatballs on a stick, like a, a steak crostini, all of that. I could just eat the appetizers. So that's why I'm like, the meal is not. It's like the I agree. Day yeah. And like Christmas morning breakfast too. What do you do for that? I don't. You don't? No. You guys don't eat like something special? Do you eat before Thanksgiving in the morning? No. Um, maybe, yeah. I Christmas for... Day, though. I guess no. Christmas oh. Day dinner doesn't really matter to me. Like, we kind of just eat either we'll like get Chinese food or like eat leftovers or something like that. But we'll mm -hmm. make like breakfast casserole or we'll make like cinnamon rolls. Like, no. No, I would save my. Um, what does your Christmas morning look like, Josh? Well, normally waking up, getting the presents from under my. Christmas tree. Do you wake like your that? parents up still? Yeah, uh, no. Up? So like I live. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. He I drives don't. over. Yeah, 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 right. But sometimes like we all do get into the same house and sleep over whatever, or like we'll meet up the in that morning. And so there's really it's between like having to travel from house to house. Like there's no normally not like food ready in the morning at all anywhere. Interesting. That's just my experience. Yeah. But same cup of yeah. coffee. No, yeah. some presents. No, and then pull well, Part of the morning too that goes into what I want to talk about next is in you drink your coffee with coquito, which is do you guys know what coquito is? Tell us. Tell us. Yeah. It is like Puerto Rican eggnog, which I know we all like to drink eggnog this time of year, but it's spiked eggnog and it has rum, coconut cream, coconut milk, and cinnamon sticks, and you let it sit. But it's like the best coffee creamer ever. Like if you put it in your coffee, you're bringing that to the work. I know I, I I should. I need to make some this year. But have you ever made eggnog? I have. Is there have eggs in it? Lots of eggs. See, that's the difference. If coquito has no eggs, it's all coconut. Oh, like base. no, no, no. It's very rich, very high in calories and delicious. How long does it last in your fridge if you make Depends it? Depends on how much alcohol you add. Oh, that would, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard that eggnog is like super controversial have like, you had it i mean i've i've had it one time i think and i thought that it would be disgusting just because it's like why why are we drinking eggs you know like what yeah. are we doing but it was actually pretty good it was nice and sweet and you know i liked yeah. it it was it was fine but where'd you have it i don't Do you know yeah. <laughs> I don't like, remember. it was probably out of it was probably like out of like i don't know it really wasn't significant know. a significant moment for you no, it, wasn't. it was good though from what i remember no i like like a good egg i would probably mm -hmm. like it like homemade or oh yeah yeah, like something good, but no, usually I like drinking the coquito because it has alcohol in it too, but like, I'm not a big milk drinker. I'm not going to drink, yeah. a, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's all that cream. Yeah. Compared yeah. to, compared to like something like rum chata. Yeah. See, I think coquito is better rum chata because I don't really like rum chata. Really? really? Because I like, I don't know. It tastes like fake to me. Like, Okay. Pie. We need the recipe for the coquito. Yeah, I know Yachty makes it too. Like, who's on well, the best stuff? Yeah, no, the recipe. it's really good. It's super good. Um, but what you need to give me the recipe for is latkes. Have you made latkes? I did. I've learned to make them from a friend, and then I um, also learned a lot more about them this year. Um, Got to get those potatoes grated dry, and then yeah. What is a latka, and is it a potato pancake? No. 
Well, what is a latke? It's more. It's like a potato pancake. Okay. Latke can be a potato pancake, but a potato pancake is not a latke. Oh. Latke is more a shredded potato pancake. It's not a hash brown. It is. It's thicker. Thicker, right? Well, it's, yeah. Well, that depends on how you want to make it. Because one of my friends makes it thicker for her and her mom likes them super thin. Okay, but a potato pancake, you could like mash the potato in. Yes. It. Okay, so that's the difference. That's the but difference. But I feel like most potato pancakes are latkes now. You know, I would th- I thought so, and I've been ordering them at different places, and I'm not getting latkes, and I'm not happy. Interesting. <laughs> have you ever eaten a latke? I have not. They're delicious. It's for Hanukkah, right? It's, yes. Oh. It's yeah. hard to make. Very easy. Yeah. But you just have to complicated but easy it, it's you just have to do a lot of stuff it's not complicated <laughs> josh do so it. much could josh, josh could do it yeah oh, okay let's see have to spend a half an let's, hour in the kitchen go ahead give me step by step step one <laughs> kill your potatoes or not depending on what you want them over already over over <laughs> out of here no but that is like a good that's like the um it's a seasonal food i feel like it's not a seasonal food but it's one of but those it's something that you want seasonal. when it's colder out yeah Throw some sour cream and homemade applesauce with it. Yeah, yeah. delicious. No, I guess um another holiday like we didn't really mention is Kwanzaa. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I, a lot of the food, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of soul food. Um, eating a lot of celebrating, kind of similar to all the other holidays this time of year. Um, I know it's from December 26th through January 1st, and the Greater Cleveland Kwanzaa Alliance. Um, if you go and check them out, they have a bunch of events at local churches and stuff like that. So. There's, there's tons of stuff going on. I feel like if you go to cleveland.com slash dining right now, half of it is holiday events and things you can do. So, <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I like we talk about a lot like um, Hanukkah, Christmas, um, Kwanzaa. Um, is there like a is there like a, a difference or an expectation for meals on New Year's, New Year's Day, yes. New Year's Eve? Well, yes. Yeah. I feel like that's a whole thing. Pork and sauerkraut, um, but pork can be a lot of different things. But that's New Year's Day, right? Depends on what culture you're coming from. Because I know a lot of people, what is I have one? lentils the night before Black with pork or lentils. Them. Both of them, I think, are money. They symbolize wealth in the New Year. What is the pork symbolize? Um... Hardiness. Yeah, no. Be hardy through the I winter. Pig roots forward, and that's what you do forward in the new year. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, what do you do for New Year's? Do you ever eat? Oh, the only thing I do is find some champagne at a good restaurant. Really? Yeah. Well, if you can find one, because you know, people get busy. busy. I know. I've kind of got over like the New Year's like buzz of it. You know. Well, after Christmas and partying. Mm-hmm. All the way up to it. Well, yeah, it's like by that point, I'd rather just like be at home, kind of doing it. But I know people do go all out. There's so much stuff. I know, like, what was it, Marble Room in Cleveland? I know they were booked out for like months. Like my friends tried to get a, a dinner mm-hmm. reservation there. It's like everyone goes out and does something fun for New Year's. Yeah, but... it's like if you don't have your plans down at least like three weeks in advance, minimum or maximum. That's the, like after that, you know, good luck. You're just like yeah. After like... talking with Mark, I'm gonna do champagne caviar that would be bougie. Yeah. yeah people do that that would be celebratory i mean mm-hmm. um but what do bougie you, was the right word it was it was what do you do so yeah on the note of a lot of holiday things and events and reservations and etc cetera, etc cetera, around the city for the holidays we've been going to a lot of 
holiday pop-up bars around the city. I feel like there's more this year than ever. Ever, for sure. Like, for sure. crazy amount. I know I at least, I try to make a list. There was 16 or 17 on there, and I know it's grown since then, just from being on Instagram. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I've been to a few myself, just, you know, visiting them and kind of showing our audience sort of what's going on, what are they, what are, what are they looking like and stuff. And so, like, yeah, it's been a really great experience to just see how there's there's a different um, there's a different bar for pretty much anyone. That, yeah. You know, which ones? What what was your favorite that you've been to so far? Or what were you really liking? That you've seen? Well, I've only been to about five or six. Uh, oh, right. So <laughs> only. Um, and so and to be totally honest, I haven't had the full experience because, you know, I'm primarily just focusing on just showing. Uh, you're working you're phones. not yeah, getting working you're I'm not, not like turning sitting up. down exactly i'm not turning up i'm not enjoying myself completely like i would and that's the christmas bar right <laughs> right but so just based on the vibes of me being in the place seeing the decor looking at the drinks um i think that three standouts for me on the list and there once again there's like there's over there's at least 20 by now in the greater cleveland area um, but three standouts for me are Winter Wonderland Bar on um, Velvet Dog second floor. Oh, I really want to go um, there. They that's that's one. Uh, they have like a, this very unique sort of like crystally white um, decor that's really just giving like snow frost all the way um, through from start to finish. That's cool. And uh, the the cool thing about that too is that um, they're really. I think they told me that. Their strategy with that is so that once Christmas comes, they can keep it up. So it's winter. Oh, yeah, that's smart. As, a, as opposed to a Christmas pop-up bar. Well, yeah, and then it yeah. gives people stuff to do. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and um, this one and pretty much all of these pop-up bars have tons of events going on, like ugly sweater contests, yeah. karaoke, you know, a, a lot of really fun and engaging nights for people to enjoy themselves. So that was really one for me. Another one is the Exodus Bar in the Flats. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty, pretty good one. And, I, and one thing about theirs that I really, really enjoy, too, is they have this, like, um, warm uh, hot chocolate, like, bar <laughs> where you can get some oh. some nice warm drinks. Uh, I don't think they spike them. Oh, they that's may. That's cool. But, yeah, it's really, it's it's a really nice little uh, spot. I haven't they, been there this year. I went last year, but I would like to see how they've upgraded it yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's really crazy. And, they, and all of these places, I'm also noticing they're constantly updating as the season is going. Yeah. They're, like updating their menus, updating their drinks, updating their decor. It's just, it's a constantly evolving thing. So just because you go one weekend and, you know, you can come back the next weekend, yeah. you can probably see something or experience something that was different. Um, and yeah, Expans Bar also has this really cool, like, private area on, like, its second or third floor that you can reserve to for private parties with its own bar and everything. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, so, um you want to have like a christmas holiday party that's a that's a good uh place josh is reserve. inviting you to his holiday party <laughs> in the mean, flats. You know, how, how about you invite me uh, <laughs> um and another one i think is pretty cool is uh slay which is um, i went to that one that one's so cool yeah, yeah, yes. yeah slay at jack casino um and that one is like it's only open on fridays and saturdays i believe mm -hmm. and that one is on like the third floor of jack casino and it is just so well done in terms of like the the Christmas decor is so organized and neat. There's plenty of like photo opportunities. There's even like a phone stand or something you can go in and pick up. Yeah. Like, a, like a I don't know how to describe it, but it's like you could tell a casino did it. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. Vegas y. It, like, it, 
you know that's that's a good point very vacancy it feels like very expensive in there you know what yeah. i mean like um the way they have it set up and they have pretty good drinks too um that i think are worth checking out yeah for but sure if i'm being honest just from the, the aesthetic only like i think the drinks and like the, some of the other bars just look cooler you know what i mean yeah if you want to get like yeah. a cool like yeah like a like a instagrammable drink you know what i mean yeah I think for sure a lot of the other ones around the clean area are cool too but yeah jack is up there um so yeah have you what which stands yeah, out on no, your, uh, i feel like i've been to a few of them i went to cava soul has a um it's like one of the only non-alcoholic ones and they're making festive cava drinks and kratom drinks and they have an igloo and stuff um another one that's really cool is at gordon green in gordon square and they made it i think it's called like Pencil's holiday dream house so it's like a barbie dream house but mm. christmasy and like that place so I, pink yeah yeah yeah. like co very like tinsel is a good like name mm -hmm. for it because it's so like glittery and stuff yeah, like yeah. that but um i've really only been to gordon green during dingus day and stuff because i think it's more of an event space so it's mm -hmm. kind of cool to be able to go there on the weekends and like hang out um and then obviously around the corner in lakewood it's kind of the They've been doing it longer yeah. than I feel like all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they kind of, I think, I don't know if it's true for a fact, but they definitely pride themselves on being like a historically, like maybe one of the first, if not the first in the Lakewood area. Oh, Christmas I'm sure. Bar. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and that's a year round experience, right? The, the Christmas No, not, not the, okay. well, I don't, I don't think it's Christmas year round. It's open like the gotcha. whole bar is, mm -hmm. but they make the Christmas part, but the experience of going around the corner is all year round, AKA mm -hmm. the hermit crab racing. Have you done that? <laughs> no, I haven't. You bet on hermit crabs and they race. Oh yeah. And I've whoever seen, gets to the middle circle, yeah. you win. And people, it's like watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. Cause it's around the corner itself is like four different bars in one four. Oh yeah. It's, it's like huge. insane. It's an insane place. But yeah. Um, and one thing that kind of just struck me as I'm going through these is like, okay, well, like, at what point can you call yourself a Christmas pop-up, you know? Like, yes. you know, because like, okay, I'm a bar and then I throw up like a couple of de decorations. Am I a Christmas pop-up bar at that point? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I what? think a lot. That's what I'm noticing. Well, that's why it kind of got hard mm -hmm. this year too, because it's like, what counts as a Christmas pop-up? Mm -hmm. Because too, it's like, well, even like in Lakewood, I know, what's it called? Buckeye Beer Engine. It's like a dive bar. But they do like a Christmas tree out of kegs in the front. Mm. And I mean, they don't advertise as a Christmas bar, but it's like mm -hmm. they have a Christmas tree out of kegs. <laughs> like, what's the difference? And I'm sure they have drink specials. You know, mm -hmm. it's like every bar has drink specials. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Were there any of um, drinks in particular at any of the bars that you were like, this is cool? Yeah, for sure. So um, I wish I remembered all the names, but one that definitely I noted and I will go back to, to grab is the jack frost mimosa Ooh. at um at winter wonderland bar winter wonderland bar on the second floor of velvet dog and um it was like very much brand new so it wasn't even on the menu yet when i was um when i was there so i don't know exactly what was in it but it was this gradient like um turquoise to blue um Ooh with a uh, snowy candy top uh toppings on the on the rim of the you know the yeah. champagne glass and it and it tasted very much like champagne and something but i didn't i didn't get the information a little for it. holiday it was, spirit it was, it was holiday spirit yeah so that was like my 
favorite for sure. I love the the look, and it was pretty tasty too. Yeah, I know. I um, mean, I got to, there's so many. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for a a martini glass and the the ornament in it, and you pour it out. Yeah, and yeah, stuff and that's, like that. that's a trend I'm seeing a lot too. Is like there's a lot of martinis in ornaments, like in at least three of them that I've went to. That's a pretty common. Yeah. I feel like we all saw it on TikTok and yeah. like, we can do this. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I think they might even be using like the same packaging company. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. it just, it looks and feels so identical. You know what? The holidays is a time of year to make a lot of money. So <laughs> yeah, good but, for them. Yeah, <laughs> great for them. And I think that, you know, somebody out there should go and grab a party bus and just get people and go on go a little to tour. all of them, yeah. Yeah, make a business out of it. Okay, I'll go. I'll be there. I'll, I'll just get me there, you know. Like really, like have like caroling. Yeah, something. you could have like a little. You could have a little adventure. That would be really, really fun. Um, it's a great yeah, idea. No, to, plenty, plenty to yeah. do for the rest of the December holiday season in Cleveland. So we we only covered a little bit of it, but be sure to check out Cleveland.com and Cleveland.com slash dining to stay. Up to date with everything that we're covering. Follow us on Instagram at, at Dine Drink Clee. And make sure to just subscribe to the Dine Drink Clee newsletter at cleveland.com slash newsletters. Thanks. Mm-hmm.